Bienvenidos to episode 43. We are happy to have you. Welcome to our humble abode. I am Deshaun. Yeah. Okay, she's Amanda. Episode 43. They know me by now. Stop playing. I mean, we're, we're building, so there might be somebody that never saw us before. You feel all right, me? all right. Hi, I'm Amanda. <laughs> That's crazy. Ain't it? This episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Frida Souls Clothing. Check us out, freedasoulsclothing.com. It's giving liberated me? luxury. It's liberated giving luxury. intentionality. It's giving self-empowerment. It's giving social injustice awareness. It's giving uh, hit the site. It's giving DM us if you want a special discount code. It's giving uh, all that. She just shot a whole commercial. I also want to give no a free the souls on right now. Big shout out. Big shout out to the homie Sir Mill, the barber. Period. Homie Jamil, one of the best barbers in the game. You see, I'm rocking the Millennial hoodie. Uh, Millennial Barber is his joint. So hit him up, Sir Mill, the barber, um, on IG and order these sweatsuits, the Millennial Barber sweatsuits. They don't say Millennial Barber because obviously, if you're not a barber, barber it doesn't then, matter. But yeah. Millennial Barber is the brand. Millennial is what the sweatsuit says. So hit the homie up, man. Whether you need your, your hairline sculpted or sculpted, sculpted, it's that's what he real, calls it. It's he's aggressive. professional. Yeah, he's it's giving one of the Mona best Lisa. In the game. Yeah, he's it's giving he's the an statue artist. of David. He's an artist with it. Okay, he's an artist with it. You feel sculpted. me? Sculpted. Um, but yeah, these millennial hoodies, man, they fire. They fire. And they they feel are great. actually. Yeah, the, so, the entire sweatsuit is fire. So yeah, shout out to to my homie. And it's giving Mauve. Ha ha ha! Giving Mauve. I I don't think this is. It's not mauve. It's too light to it's be like mauve. A khaki kind of thing. It's like a plum khaki. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plucky. Yeah. But we're not here to discuss that. We're here to give y'all part two of what I wish I knew as a newlywed. Why are we dropping bombs? Because it's been a little while. Okay. You got I, it. I may have dropped a little baby bomb in the last episode, but a what baby bomb? A baby bomb. I don't like, like a that. little one. I don't. Can we reword that, please? I don't like that at all. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. What should I call them, y'all? Let me know. I don't know, but not. I'm baby asking them. Bomb. I want my baby bomb, baby bomb, baby bomb. Amanda, no. Stop that. Sorry. Yeah, this is going in really, really. This is going in a bad direction. I might need to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Listen, last episode, we gave y'all some tips. We wish men to stop laughing. I'm not. You look at me with the I want to laugh eyes, though. 
<laughs> do nothing. Last episode, we gave y'all our first installment of first installment of what we wish we knew as newlyweds. We feel like with nine years in the game, March 29, two thousand and twenty three makes nine years of marriage. Made. Um, made nine years of marriage. Wow. It's wow. That's March 29th. No, the year is going fast. You know how it go. Yeah, but you remember the things that are important to you. I didn't forget our anniversary. That it. Okay. Nor did I for, forget how long we've been married. I just said that the date hadn't come, but it actually passed because of how fast the year is going. I still know the date and the amount of years we've been married. Um, in addition to 19 years of relationship slash dating experience. You're getting old. I'm getting old. Yeah. I'm getting new, baby. Okay. Yep. Every day That's I wake it. up, is a new me. Y'all can get Every old. Every day, new mercies I see. Okay. Okay. But anyway, well, we I felt can't. that we could add some value to people's lives who are either they're just getting married or they've been married a couple years, but it still feels fresh, still feels new. Not to say that we have like decades worth of experience. We haven't even gotten to the first decade of marriage, but we do believe we have some things that we talk through that we wish we knew. Yeah. When we first got married, in order to get us off to a healthier start. Go. I want to go lay down. All right. Speaking of go lay down, this episode is also brought to you by Rest by Lynn. Listen, I'm right now holding one of the most comfortable pillows I have ever, ever laid my head on. Ever. And I don't I'm not saying this because this is a partnership. It's actually a partnership because I believe this is one of the most comfortable pillows I've ever laid on. Listen, hit up restbylin.com. She's offering y'all a special discount only because y'all rocking with this functional family. So go to restbylin.com for all of your pillows. I'm talking, I'm talking. She got pillows. neck pillows. Yeah, neck pillows she for when you're flying. Pillows. Couch pillows. She got floor pillows. Floor pillows. If you want to go on a picnic, they, the oversized jumbo joint. I mean, all the pillows. Pillows galore. Y'all go to restbylin.com. She has a special code just for you. Just for you for tuning in. TFF15. All right? One five. That stands for this functional family. So TFF15. And you're going to get 15% off. Any of your orders, I right? I'm telling you, go. This is some of the best pillows you'll ever get, and they're beautiful too. Beautiful, this just, so is, many different kente fabric. This is it's just beautiful. Right. Rest by land, peace. Right, and I think our context is unique because we had we dated for ten years prior to getting married. So like we met when I was thirteen, Deshawn was fourteen. We got married at twenty four. Um, right, and then preface so that. we got married. We got preface we, at how how early yeah. you met because some people hear that we was dating ten years. They like, dang girl, you let that man date you for no, that long? We were, Not realizing I proposed at like twenty three years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so like we got married young. We got married at twenty four. So we had right, ten right. years of relational experience prior to that. But um, dating someone is very much different from being married to them. So even mm-hmm. though we've been together for a while, um, we also didn't live together before we got married, which right, I know is right, more right. of a um, a common a commonality nowadays, nowadays yeah. where you kind of live together and you kind of have the experience of what it's like to share that space with someone, and we did not have that yeah. um, by choice. Like we just didn't want to. Um, so nothing against think, anyone. Sorry, my, sorry control. Okay. Yeah. So nothing against fault. anyone who 
you know, has gone that route. This is just our context. Right, right. Um, so a lot of learning each other uh, didn't happen until we came into that space together mm-hmm. because, um, yeah, we just didn't go that route. Yeah. So, yeah. I do think, though, that, like, there is maybe because marriage is something that's more of a God covenant for me than just something we do because we're in yeah, love, right? Yeah. But for me, there is still something like, uniquely different about like living together mm-hmm. pre-marriage and then getting married it comes with a different weight with oh. that commitment like i can't just get up and walk out like i could if we was dating like you know what i'm packing my stuff i'm going to my mother's house they like come yeah. back when we make up and go and then I come back to make it come yeah. nah it ain't that there's a certain like okay i gotta think about everything if i walk out i gotta yeah. think about how much this divorce lawyer is gonna cost me <laughs> i gotta think about my own if, rent <laughs> my own rent i gotta think if we have kids like it's it's way more things to think about when you get married. There's a certain weight that that covenant brings mm-hmm. that I still think makes the relationship shift and become unique, mm-hmm. uh, even if you were living together pre-marriage. But anyway, like you said, that's not our context. Um, but here's one of the things I wish I knew. Good God Almighty. I've grown so much as a man being with you, being a father of our daughters. Let me upgrade you. Yeah, no, nah, you have. You have upgraded me, like, exponentially. You have 10X'd my life. Talk about me. A little bit more. What else? Okay. If you're fishing for the compliments, you ain't going to get them. <laughs> point like, is, I made his life better. <laughs> yes, point is, you made my life better. Here's what I will say. <clears throat> At the start of our relationship, I did not understand as a young man that disagreement did not always equate to disrespect. And I used to take anything that you disagreed with as a disrespect to what I was or what was important to me. Mm-hmm. And my my advice would be, or my tip or tidbit would, that I would share is this. Disrespect should not be tolerated, but disagreement should be welcomed. Well, like Say that, that again. Disrespect should not be tolerated, but disagreement should be welcomed. A lot of times when we get married, especially with, at the start of it, anytime there's a disagreement, you start thinking, you know, when a relationship is fresh, it's like, oh my gosh, like the world is on fire mm-hmm. when there's a disagreement, not realizing a disagreement is just an expression mm-hmm. that someone's opinion is different than yours. Yeah. That's all a disagreement. It's not is. about who's right or wrong. It's just I I see this situation in a different light than you do. My perspective yeah. is different, right? If if I'm on the on the on the right side and you're on the left side and we're looking at something in the middle, yeah. I can only see what's on the right side. You can only see what's on the left side. Our perspectives are different based on where we are sitting. Yeah. So I'm sitting from a certain context, you're sitting from a certain context. You were raised a certain way, I was raised a certain way. You were raised in a certain neighborhood. I was raised in a certain neighborhood. You went to certain schools. I went to certain schools, right? Like all those things come into play. When you guys disagree, you got to welcome that. Mm-hmm. Because when you stifle anytime someone has a different opinion than you, especially your spouse, what starts to get built up is resentment. Because now what they do is comply, but they don't really understand they're just doing it right because they think that that's what you want to do and i used to take anything that you disagree with as like a personal insult 
how is this not right? And it's like, sometimes it's not about being right or wrong. It's about seeing it from a different perspective. So arguments happened in our past, especially when we first got married. Um, I thought a good marriage meant we weren't supposed to disagree. Yeah. Like we're on the same page about everything. It's not that. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I want to look at every camera when I say that. Come on. Come on. Get, get Look at that camera, baby. Come on. Look at that one. I'm going to look at this one. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's not reality. That's like, yeah. I can't believe that I went into <laughs> my relationship thinking that we yeah. got to be on the same page about everything. And it's it sounds funny, but we'd be surprised at how many people actually think that. Yeah. And I think as a result of that, as you mentioned, you begin part of what I had to undo as a result of feeling that I need to, as the head of the household, respect your opinion and kind of uh, not reverence it, but honor that your logic behind certain things was more productive for our household as the head of the household, that some of the work that I had to do was uh, trust my voice. A few Mm. years later, like I had to be unafraid to speak my mind for some time. And you, having learned that lesson from those first few years of marriage uh, had to kind of coach me through your safe hair. It's okay. Like I want to hear what you have to say. So once we learned how toxic and detrimental and unproductive it was for our marriage, I had to work through trusting that my voice was safe with you and Mm. you had to work through making my voice safe. Mm. So, which, you know, was, Hard to to recognize, yeah, but sure. um, I think we're at a place now where we're both a lot more comfortable with hearing each other out respectfully. Right, right. Because I think that if if put it like this, if you disagreeing with me about a thing causes me to need to disrespect you mm. in order for you to see my side, yeah, you're not really seeing my side. You just don't want you're you're evading being disrespected. Yeah, you just like, you ain't trying to deal with the <laughs> right, right, right. You're not you're not seeing. You're being silenced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's not really understanding, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, especially men, I'm gonna say this to the brothers because I think I don't. You know, obviously, I'm talking from our context, right? A lot of times, we think because we're men, we have to be loud and boisterous and commanding about what we need to say. And it's like, no, I can also be tender about what needs to be said. This is not about whether or not I'm right or wrong. This is about what's best for us. Mm-hmm. What's best for us. And that's what we got to, that's what we have to start seeing when there's a disagreement. I said this in a previous, no, I didn't say this in a previous episode. I think I said this in a, in a marriage Monday on our Instagram Shameless plug, go see our highlights. Marriage Monday, we drop a tip every Monday. Boom. Um, I said this in a marriage Monday. Um, it's not me versus you when we're in a problem. Mm-hmm. When we are in a conflict, it's us versus the conflict. Absolutely. Right? And I, I use this example. Let's say we're having financial troubles. You think I should liquidate my 401k or my 403b. And borrow against it. I think I have enough capacity to get a new job. The issue we're fighting against is neither one of us want to be broke. (laughs) Right. It's not 
your opinion about me getting a new job versus my opinion about the full liquidating the 401k. It's us against we don't want to be broke. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So we got to start looking at solutions as it's me and you against this thing, yeah. not me versus you. Yeah. And that's when disagreements lean towards disrespect. When I think it's me versus you and we're at war. No, we're not at war. We are at war at this thing that's trying to separate us mm. or this thing that's trying to destroy who we are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sorry. I, I just had to get that off. I had to get that off. Disrespect should not be tolerated, but disagreement should be welcome. I love it. I love what you it. got? What else you What you wish you knew when we first got married? Something that I wish. I'm enjoying this with you, by the way. Just wanted what, to say like that. What, like the episode or like life? Yeah, talking through this oh. and podcasting with you. Make them turn these cameras off. Okay, leave the cameras on, Amanda. Don't be nasty. Oh, I'm like, you the nasty was gonna leave the cameras on. I blew you a kiss. I ain't say nothing about turning no cameras off. Can't take you nowhere. Leave the cameras (laughs) on. Like, yo, wait, can't take me nowhere? You didn't take me anywhere. We are in our our living room. You ain't take me nowhere. Cut the camera off while Bernie Mac's at it. Cut the camera off. Cut the camera off. Sorry, no, no, no. Leave the camera on. Don't touch that button. Alvin Russell. Leave the camera. You gonna expose <laughs> Expose the cameraman like that? Yes. So they know who to book when they need their their joints recorded. You feel me? Yes. But as long as it doesn't interfere with our shooting schedule. Nah, 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 nah. It will never. We come first. It will never. Pause. Um, something that I wish I knew when we first got married was um, that we needed to go in. I'm trying. <laughs> but you're not going to sneak in a pause like that. I did, though. Just go. Just go. That's what I was trying to do. But you want to cut me off? All right. Another thing I wish I knew at the start of our marriage was that we needed to go in giving each other grace and also expecting to receive grace. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, we did not live together prior to being married. So there were a lot of like our- His holiness is still right. No shade to anyone who's living together. This what? is just not our context. I was raised. All right. Um, so if I lived with you, I was going to try. Can I say my you know point? Get that. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just joking. All right. Starting over. Something I wish that- I- Something I wish I knew at the start of our marriage is that we both needed to go in giving grace and expecting to receive grace from each other. Right. Um, because we didn't live together um, and dating you and going on dates outside. You know, we of course, we hung out at each other's houses. Um, but living together is a completely different monster. Not, yeah. you know, for lack of a better term, monster than just like spending a lot of time outside doing recreational activities or just kind of hanging out for a couple hours at your house, my house. Um, Who you are and the safety of your home is a lot different than who you are, like just kind of hanging out and Mm, and doing things. But who you are, like after you take a shower or when you wake up in the morning or 
are you going to do the dishes or go to bed with a dirty sink, with a sink full of dishes? How often do you clean your bathroom? Do you leave the pots on the stove? Do you leave them in the sink to soak? Do you wash your... You know, it's a lot of stuff that you just don't see about a person's day-to-day routine and functionality um, that's just different from the dating phase. So go in and and realize that you're learning a, a, a person they're learning you. You're also learning yourself and they're also learning themselves in this new phase. So you have to give grace to each other. You have to give grace to yourself and you have to expect the same grace that you're extending because it's it's a new experience for you both. Yeah. And you have to allow space for grace. That's good. You really got to allow space, space for grace. grace. Yeah, I think we, I think going back to that whole like thinking we needed to be on the same page about yeah. everything that also contributed to this image of perfection mm-hmm. about a marriage. Like, oh, once you get married, everything's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Once you get married, all the problems you had while you were dating get fixed. So now you expect a perfect person because they because you put a ring on their finger. Mm-hmm. Like, this ring didn't change the heart I have. Yeah, This ring didn't change my mind. So the reason you got to have grace is we think that we're living into death. But really, we're living into do, into new births. Mm-hmm. Every new phase is a new version of us. Yeah. So even if a mustache grew, even if Who, cuticles, mine? no, baby, not oh. your. Okay. Even I thought if, you said even if a mustache grew. So I'm like, I, no, I said our mustache. Just talking about like men in general. Oh, yeah. Let me finish the point. You probably make most don't sense. zoom in. Even if okay, no one's zooming in. You don't have a mustache. Literally, don't. You're, you're good. It. I'm looking at you. I'm right next to you, baby. It's all good. I would have told you before we got ready. You put your makeup on, baby. Get the pluck in and do your thing. Get the pluck in. <laughs> Whatever you do to get rid of it. I don't know. See, get rid of it. That means I have one. No, have... I've just seen, I've just heard you over talk. I've never seen you with a mustache. I've just heard you over talk. Oh, I had to get rid of. I'm like, I'm oh, okay. I didn't see it. Know. Uh-huh. I know. I got, I got a mustache sometimes, y'all. You Jamaican. Jamaican women <laughs> tend to be like hairier than most. Hairy. I don't shave my arms. I'm not. I mean, I'm kind of light skinned so y'all can't look really. I'm not a hairy person. Listen, I. I'm just saying, ladies, y'all have, have mustaches mu- sometimes. Yes, women grow mustaches, but I want them to. I, I need it's to. Just I need not to know. As thick because the testosterone in their bodies are not as high, so it's just not as thick. All right, just yeah, but it grows. So you admit it. I think if bottom we, line, think, yes. I have a mustache? No, you do not have a mustache right now. No, but like in life sometimes, yes? I don't know because you shave it before I ever see it. So yes, because what am I shaving? My epidermis? So what do you what do you need my confirmation? I need to of? hear you admit whether I do or not. I I can't admit. How did we end up here? You. <laughs> we. I can't admit to something that I don't see. I'm just taking your word that it's there because you tell me you shave it. Mm. Make sense? Okay. It's the body. Our hair actually are the antennas of the body that make us aware of when there's danger or when there's things around us. Our intent, our hair is actually the literal thing that signals our skin and signals our body that there's something around. That's why you ever been scared and they say, oh, the hair stood up or you ever felt a certain emotion and they say your hair stand up because your hair is actually the first responder to what's going on in your environment. So if any human grows their hair out anywhere, typically the hair will grow in most places. It just will grow as much for women because so, you have lesser levels of testosterone. So you wouldn't mind if I let it grow? Oh, my God. 
I don't know what this episode is about. This is about to, I'm about to change that title of this episode to Does Man Have a Mustache? <laughs> All right, we already get. Yeah. Here's the question Do you want a mustache? Mm. No. Okay. Then you don't Would need to Would you ask. be you, mad? Stop, 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 okay. stop, 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 because you're going down a rabbit trail. You don't need to ask what I want or don't want. I do, because I want you to be attracted hey, to hey, me. Hey, 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 hit me out. I just don't want you to get like you turned off. To if be like attracted a... to you. Do you think you growing a mustache? Because now you're. <laughs> All right, let's just. Lights. Do you think you growing a mustache, Amanda, will make me more attracted to you? It will show you. <laughs> Answer my question. Do you think you growing a mustache? I don't like how make... you talking to me. Okay. No. All right. What about is this like body hair overall? How deep you want to go with this? Because I don't know where this is love? going. How deep is your love? I really need to know. Cause we're living in a world of fools. I forgot the next time. When we all should let us be. We belong to Finish. Yeah, we're gonna talk about this later because I got no, there's nothing to talk about. Do you think you going a mustache is going to All right, make but me I more said no, but so I got so then, other body here. So then asking me to talk if, about No, no, no. Telling me you're asking these questions because you want to make sure I'm attracted to you, and the only other option out of what you've been presenting to me the last 19 years is to actually grow it. <laughs> All right, I'm not let's gonna think do about it. this. All right, I, let's just I won't grow my mustache. Oh my I won't. I said I won't grow my mustache. You saying it out loud as if it was ever an option. You were never going to grow your mustache. But I had to like... Okay. You know what? I feel myself getting disrespectful, so I want to like calm down. Oh, so see I'm, how you had the opportunity to like put this into practice? I've and like be, a, be an example? Sure. I don't... I feel like that was a sarcastic sure. No, I'm being an example of... Long suffering. Learn when to speak. Yeah. Of long suffering, long suffering, impatience. Yeah, fruits, bearing fruits. All right, let's just get into the last, the last one. What's your last tip? What's your last tip? My last tip is key right now because I need to do it for myself. It's understanding the importance of prayer early in your marriage. Not wait until trials hit you and your spouse. Um. Creating a space. Now, I know that we have a context that is not uh, of the same faith as us, like entirely. So I need to make sure that I'm clear about this. I'm not telling you to call on God the Father in the name of Christ Jesus, his son, believing that he'll do it, even though I believe that that's, that's the formula right there. But I, I'm going to leave that alone. But you need to create space to meditate on and understand that there is something bigger than you and greater than you. Jesus. Outside of you, but still inside of you. Woo. And you know his name saying? is Jesus. Okay, we're not doing that right now. But I felt it deep on the inside. Jesus' love is a bubbling over. 
Okay, yes. But understanding early. I think when we first got married, I was already a minister when we first got married. You were already like a member, active member of the church and stuff like that. But even at home, not to say we didn't pray, mm-hmm. but I think our prayers were very locked into certain moments. Protection when we about to drive. Mm-hmm. Collective prayer, not like this. Yeah. yeah, collective prayer is what I'm referring to. Protection when we about to drive. Praying over our food together when we about to eat. And that kind of like was it. And like if there was like some big family Sure, but thing. I think creating a habit where y'all are regularly seeking power that is within you, but it's fueled from something outside of you. Making space for that time. Because listen, we walked into marriage understanding the importance of prayer as individuals. Oh, yeah, I'm going to leave this one alone at this time. At this hour, I know he got his prayer time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see Amanda praying. I'm going to leave her alone. But we didn't understand how important it was to come together and really pray and cover our marriage and cover our household and cover our children to come that weren't there yet. And, you know, I just think that if you get on that earlier, it lays a foundation against early marital attacks. And I said this last episode, mm-hmm. but I do believe that I need to repeat it. There is an intentional, intentional attack on marriages early to keep them from living out to their full fruitfulness of what those couples could be if they gave each other grace, mm-hmm. <laughs> space to grow, and what those what those people actually turn out to be together. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I just think that Something about coming together for one cause, it reinforces unity Yeah, in your home, reinforces alignment about mm-hmm. your goals and alignment about your vision, mm-hmm. alignment about the God that you're submitted to, like really coming under, like, nah, you don't listen to me. I don't got to listen to you. It's like, nah, nah, nah. We are collectively listening mm-hmm. to the Almighty. That's and, right. And, and that puts... Our, our financial, our our emotional, our our spiritual goals at a different level. For sure. So don't wait for tragedy. Don't wait till y'all seeing a a therapist to want to like pray and call on your pastor. Don't wait till something tragic happens. You know. Yeah, lay that strong spiritual foundation early on. Yeah. So that when you know when you're gonna argue. Stuff sure. is going to happen. Family yeah. members are going to die. Your relationship is going to encounter certain trials and tragedies. Sure. And it's going to happen. So if you start off with a certain foundation and a a starting point of, what, of, of where you circle back to in those moments, yeah. you will never, you know, it, it just, like you said, reinforces unity. We're mm-hmm. on the same page with how we handle these situations. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of fuels you with with a strength to get through it. And let me say this, yo. Prayer is, prayer is sneaky. Prayer is sneaky because it, it makes changes in you that you don't realize are being made because you think you get up from prayer and you think you're the same person. Yeah. Until something happens yeah. and you realize you're not the same person. It's true. Right? Like yeah, pr- prayer sure. is, is, is so sneaky. Subtle. It's like it's subtle because... You got to, all right, cool, I pray. And you think you're the same day, Sean, same man, walking through, all right, cool. And then something comes up and it hits you and you realize something you prayed yeah. about was like in you. 
You praying to for right? You guard for- against <laughs> what is trying to attack. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And um, I even noticed this. I'm gonna say this. You don't know this because I don't think I've ever shared this with you. But I'm gonna share it publicly. It's I'm at my worst in terms of communication with the divine when we are not in a good space. Like, it's so hard to talk and say thank you for another day. Thank you for when I'm like, I am ticked off right now. <laughs> it's yo, it almost is like God is like, I right, you won't talk to me. Go get it right. I ain't got nothing to say to you. Even though I know that's not how God yeah. is thinking, it's right. almost like my heart don't even feel comfortable being in his presence until I'm like, right, can we fix this and <laughs> figure this out? Because I need to go talk to my father. <laughs> this is interrupting me. <laughs> it's so sneaky. It like makes me have to break grudges if it, I yeah. want my strong spiritual foundation. Yeah. It it's makes actually us more the fruit like God. of my spiritual foundation. Like we have to forgive. We have to give grace. It makes us more like him. Oh, that's crazy. It makes you more like God. Yo, you crazy because with it. Because marriage is a reflection of God's relationship with the church. And if he forgives wow. us, we got to forgive each other as that model. That, that, yo, you just answered something I couldn't figure out. Why I was having this issue was like, yo, why I can't talk to him when, when me? Because it's not just like when other things are going on in life. It's like when me and you are at specifically, odds. Right. Specifically, it's like, I can't even talk to God. What am I saying? <laughs> what I got nothing to say until I figure this out with you. And I get convicted and I go two days, day and a half, three hours. I can't go say nothing in this. Like, yo, all right, we can stupid talk about it when we get home. <laughs> And now I'm fixing, like, all right, we good? All right. Heavenly Father, I love you. I thank you. I give you all the praise. I give you all the <laughs> Joy be getting back right. It's like, we like, all right, we make up now. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? So, prayer yeah. sneaky. It makes me act like God. It's <laughs> crazy. Absolutely. It really makes me act like God. Yeah. You just cracked the code. Thank you. Appreciate it. Why you marry me, King? You already should know that. Heard. Um, so, yeah, I mean, between the last two episodes, this one and the previous episode, we gave y'all, what, six? Six of our yeah, tips. Yeah, six things we wish we knew. As newlyweds. So we hope that um, it's been helpful to y'all. It's definitely been helpful to us, even at this stage in marriage, to revisit some of those those points and consider how we can continue to apply them to our marriage, continue to use them and not just um, dismiss them as our marriage continues to be tenured and we continue to grow and become a lot more seasoned. But these are not just tips for the start of your marriage, but they're tips that you want to implement at the beginning of the marriage, but build upon as your marriage continues to grow. So don't just use it the first month, the first year, the first 18 months, Um, lay that foundation and then continue to build upon it as your marriage grows. Um, as your marriage flourishes and develops, continue to build on the foundation from the tips that we shared with you guys or any other tips that you have. This is not a comprehensive list, um, just a few things that um, we definitely wish we would have yeah, had dope. a bit more insight in at the beginning. That's dope. That's dope. Um, yeah. And, and, and yo, if you, I want to say this, and this is not to be like exclusive and exclude people out, but if you've been married five years or more, there's other things you would add. Put it in the comments yes, on absolutely. our social medias. Um, drop it in the comments on YouTube. Engage with us because yes, we would love to learn. Us. You yeah. know, these are the lessons we wish we knew at the start of our marriage. But if you've been married five years or more and you want to help out some newlyweds, um, some people that 
just got married or are seeking love and 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 are want to go into it as healthily as possible. Yeah. Drop some other things you wish you knew at the top of your marriage, at the start of your marriage, that could help us put together a comprehensive list of things for um, some newlyweds out there that just want to make sure they make their love last. Make, make it last forever. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You, I feel like you was about to sing the same thing, but we were in two different keys. I want my own note. Okay. Got your own note, baby. All right. All yours. This or that. This or that. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. Would you rather hire a chef or a house cleaner? Three, two, one. House chef. cleaner. What? For me, it's like, all right, cooking can... I cook because we got to eat. I don't necessarily enjoy cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, but a house, it's like if I cook the meal, if I have a house cleaner, you got to clean the dishes. It's like I don't, it's part of the process, I think. And it's just, oh God. When you take like a cleaning day, well, it just takes meal, all day. you got to clean the dishes. Or I have to clean the dishes. No, but I want a house cleaner. I get it. I just don't. I guess what I'm saying is, I respect your opinion. I just didn't understand how your rationale changes if the roles switch. Like how your rationale makes it more compelling to have to be a to have a cleaner. That makes sense. I, I didn't because get they got to clean the whole house. For me, having a chef is just confined to the kitchen. If I have a house cleaner, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can get how that was incomplete. Yeah, having a house cleaner is just like everything. You got into the bathroom, the that. kitchen, the living room. I respect like it. I disagree, but I respect it. What I would say is my rationale is this. I think we're both pretty decent cooks. Like we could whip up something pretty. Yeah, we go kind of crazy stupid. in the kitchen. Yeah, we kind of go stupid. Yeah. But what I would say is this. I don't think like there's like levels to cooking. Mm-hmm. Whereas cleaning, it's like I think once you get to a certain level, it's like I don't know if there's like more than a better cleaner you can become. <laughs> like it's like once you know how to clean, you know how to clean. So it's like a chef can like take our food to like levels of stuff that like oh I would have never thought to make that. And a cleaning is like you can't do nothing different than I can do. Yeah, you just you're just saving me time. Yeah, I was about to say that. I guess that's what it boils down to. You for want me. the time? Like, okay, yeah, I respect I, that. You want the time? Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Healthy disagreement. All right. Next question. All right. Here we go. When you're stressed, would you rather receive emotional support or have your spouse do helpful tasks? Three, two, one. Emotional support. support. Yeah. When I'm stressed, I don't really like stop working. Like I'm still productive, I think. I procrastinate a little bit and I'll do like bits and pieces of work here and there, but... I just need to feel reconfirmed, I think. Um, Affirmed. What I said? Confirmed. Reaffirmed. Reconfirmed is crazy. It's getting a little late. (laughs) I apologize. Um, Yeah, I just need like a a bit more reinforcement about, ah, I just need you here for me. Yeah. I think most of the time if I'm stressed with tasks, they're not really tasks I can pass off. Mm, Yeah, that's true. Or at least not to you. Yeah. Because it's not like in your wheelhouse. You know what I mean? So. I can't just like say, hey, can you do this 15-page paper for me? Because you have none of the resources that I've had to read in order to write the paper. You know what I mean? Like, And even if you had, I wouldn't. That's just, I'm in school right now. That is academic dishonesty. So Nobody has to. Amanda, shut up. Don't even play like that. I'm not playing, yeah. 
He has never. Heard. I graduate in two months. Do not play around with that. No, I would. I wouldn't ask. But you know what I'm saying. Like if I'm stressed because I have just a lot of work to do, it's like it's not always things I can pass off. But the emotional support is helpful. Yeah. A little massage, a little baby, you got this. A little, what you want to eat, King? You know what I'm saying? Well, you do that, Joe. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll get some fried mushroom, a little rasta pasta. You feel me? Um, little asparagus on the side. Appreciate that. You can put a little barbecue sauce with a fried mushroom. Thank you very much. Um, some coconut water in the cup. Thank you, Queen. Love you. That's too much. That's what you want to eat? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> All right. Fried mushrooms it is. Uh, <laughs> All right, last question. Would you rather have... All this right, is, this is wild. <laughs> I don't would even you like rather this have question. a third arm or a third leg? <laughs> I, I don't Okay. Uh. Three, two, <laughs> one. Third um, arm. <laughs> it's the cameraman, honestly. <laughs> Why? Why are you covering your face? <laughs> you said it, not me. Ha ha. I was mature this time. I didn't say, hey, you. You said it. I mean, you're kind of going crazy. That question is, I just feel like, I don't know, I think. <laughs> I'm trying to be appropriate also. I think a, a third leg gets in the way more than a third arm. I think a third arm allows me to be more productive throughout my day. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> Yo, All right, later. <laughs> later, y'all.